Yeah. They ain't gonna like it. They ain't gonna like it. I be getting to the money. Everybody, man. So, welcome to another episode of the Exo Tribesman Podcast. My name is Kirkland. However, this is not the episode. This is a sponsored ad. I thought to myself, I sponsor other people's things all the time. Why not sponsor my own shit this time around? So, I have a program called Pay It Forward that I am so fucking excited about because it helps me get to my original goal of what I wanted to do with this brand, which is elevate the way big and tall men are seen through photos. So, this helps me do that. Every time one of you purchase a three-look package, I'm going to give a one-look package away for free to a big and tall guy. Yeah, you heard me right. I said free. Like free, free. Like free, 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 free. Not only will I give away a one-look package for free, but I will also take $25 of the money spent and invest it into a small black business. I will purchase something from them. I will shoot that content. I will put it on my Instagram and Twitter and also use it for more stock photography. So I'm super excited about Pay It Forward. And I want you to feel excited because when you purchase a three-lip package for me, you are giving two things to two other people. So it's like the gift that literally keeps on giving because you're giving to so many people. So thank you so much for supporting me in advance. If you want to book a three-look package, head on over to forevercurk.com slash shop and purchase your three-look package. Let's create magic. <laughs> so hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Excel Tribesman Podcast. I'm your host, Kirkland. And today, you don't just got to hear my voice all day long. You, I got a special guest, and his name is Introduce yourself, special guest. <laughs> My name is Miles David, uh, otherwise known as Miles Away or Many Miles Away or you know, the light skinned boy. Yeah, all his different <laughs> handles or it's AKAs. only two. It's only two. On Twitter, it's many miles away, many underscore miles underscore away. And then on Instagram is just underscore miles we away we underscore. don't know how many instagrams or how many twitters you have so i only have well technically i only have, mm-hmm. I, have mm-hmm. I have a instagram and mm-hmm. i just 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 started a finstagram or i What's can finstagram like, so finstagram is something somebody put me on to where it's like you just make an instagram account and basically be a troll if you want to like you don't actually post pictures of yourself unless you want to um and you only accept i'm sorry so why are you why why are we doing this (laughs) because for me personally i don't like seeing all of that shade room messy type stuff on my actual instagram account so i created a finsta account so when i really want to see kind of like what's going on in media and i don't want my name attached to what kind of comments i may have i just go on my finsta (laughs) i don't think nothing wrong with that (laughs) oh my god I cannot believe you Plenty said people this. do that. What Plenty is this? What is what? Why what? Why would you do this? Why would one do this? So the same way somebody kind of has a 
separate account that they use for Pornhub, I guess. They don't want their actual name to be associated with something that they do that might not make, that might not look good to the masses. If, if I see a post about Nene Leaks doing something crazy, I don't necessarily want my actual legal name or my legal representation, which is Miles Away on Instagram, being the person that's being linked to that. Because I, I might not have something nice to say. Then don't say nothing at all. It don't always work that way. Yes, <laughs> it I does. Because I can still have, don't you have opinions sometimes that everybody else doesn't think are nice? And that's why I keep them to my motherfucking sister. Not all the time. Not all the time, friend. I don't believe that. Well, today I am drinking some, <laughs> um, um, this is, um, Bombade lemonade. So it, I mean, Bombade. Bombay? No, not Bombay. Bombade. So this is a black owned lemonade hmm. um, that has, it's a vodka lemonade. Let me be specific. It's real good. Like, hmm. real good. I've been sipping on this. For a week now. Mm. Sure beats my little uh, Carlo De Rossi sangria. <laughs> no, I'm not a wine drinker. That's really what it is. Like, I always feel like if I'm going to go, I'm going to go hard. So, not me. I like taking it real easy. I hear a lot of people like doing that. I mean, I try <clears throat> it. I'm, I mean, I'll drink wine to be classy with other people, but it's not really my thing. <laughs> to be um, with other people? Yeah, to be classy with other people. Because, you know, if you want to be classy, I don't want to be rich shit. So this is true. I'll drink some wine. But, um, so today, I, on this week's episode, I wanted to talk. I want to make this conversation very light. What's happening in the world is very heavy. And whether you like it or not, you are co- constantly bombarded with news about death rates and... Are, have we reached our apex and when is it going to be over and all of this stuff and I feel like you get bombarded with that all day long I mean so put people's mind at ease it probably won't be over until like August so I mean I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news but this is where we, we put ourselves in the predicament of so keep washing your hands and trying the best you can to stay at home unless you go in a Kroger to pick up some more groceries to feed yourself this is where we are I don't believe <laughs> that we're going to be in this biatch <laughs> until August. But I'm going outside April 1st. I'm going to fuck. I mean, it's, not April 1st, oh. May 1st. <laughs> if it's just to stand outside my front door and be like, I'm outside. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to talk about much lighter topics. Um, today. So, of like course... Like Corona light, like the actual Corona beer, not the actual coronavirus. Listen, if you're going to drink Corona light, <laughs> drink it. <laughs> but um, if I'm going to drink Corona, I'm just going to drink Corona. However, what I wanted to talk about was... Um, so, today's podcast is going to be about when outside open. So, I want to start making some plans for when outside open. What What do you want like, what's some of the first things you're going to do? Tell us, Miles, like, when outside open, what's one of the first things? Well, I'm sorry. Let me take that back because I already know you're an introvert. So when you decide to come out. I'm glad you know. <laughs> so when you decide to come out, 
what is going to be the first thing you do when you decide to come? No, first, tell us how long it's going to take you to come out. Oh, I'm definitely going to let the, the extroverts and the people that are itching to go out and just be seen in the public, I'm going to let them do it for at least a solid six weeks so they can get all that leftover Rona or whatever's in the atmosphere. They can get all of that if they still out there. weeks? That's nothing. <laughs> we already we already almost in the middle of April, and this quarantine started basically at the beginning of March. So that's six weeks right there. And I'm been. I, I mean, I'm not saying that I am like loving being cooped up, but I spend enough time by myself and in my career. So this this is like next to nothing for me. It would be nice to be able to just be like, oh, let's go to brunch or let's go bowling or something. But I can't and. I usually pass up opportunities to do that anyway, so... OMG, I seen a meme. I thought it would be related to you. The meme says, <laughs> I know I like being in the house and all, but you know I at least like to go to one or two places every month. Every, you know, every couple months. So, um... I love you okay. think, think the last thing I did publicly was when we went to that um, 20s premiere in Atlanta. For <laughs> real? I think that was the last thing I did before this whole quarantine thing happened. I, I low-key think that. Listen, I was working up until the day that Keisha Lance Bottom says we, we when she issued the first 15 day stay at home. Um, I was working up until that point. It was at that point that I was like, Ugh. even though I don't live technically in Atlanta, but I do everything else in Atlanta. You don't so. live technically in Atlanta. Where you live at? I mean, I do live in Atlanta, but <laughs> like, I don't technically live. Like, got you. I, got I you. Neither do I technically. Yes. So, I mean, I live in the, in the metro Atlanta area, but I don't got live you. in the city of Atlanta. So, those can, you tell us, can you tell us your exact address? Hell no, nah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, that's, that's like, um, Go ahead, give us your credit card. I want to see something right quick. I was actually watching somebody's uh, house tour on YouTube today. It was Adrian, the host from uh, The Real. She gets Adrian bought a house. Adrian about Adrian Houghton, actually. Oh, sorry. Uh, Adrian well, on, Houghton. Only because she named her house tour, or she named the house Chateau Houghton. Because that's mm. It was a beautiful house. Because it just, she was going through like the different um, uh, renovations they were going to do to it. And she... Like kept showing different angles of the house, and I was like, if I was a really experienced robber or really wanting to like <laughs> steal from her, I would just be taking all kind of notes. The video was like half an hour long, which is more than enough time to figure out which street she on, especially with Google Maps and stuff. <laughs> like, no, I wouldn't done all that. Not showing my street in my mailbox, not me. I'm guessing only you would think that. Only, only me would think that somebody's going Google Maps my house. Yes, I don't think no one thinks. All it takes is a, all it takes is a address, or all it takes is your neighbor's address. To be honest, if they see your neighbor's address and they can see that from the perspective of which you're filming, that that neighbor is like directly across the street, boom, they got you. It don't take much these days. I'm telling you, the killer is always waiting. Okay, well, let's hope he does not come for Adrian Houghton. So that got dark there for a second, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. So the last time, so the last time um, I had Miles on the episode, we were talking about ghosting. Oh wait, I didn't say what I wanted to do when outside comes. Oh yeah, you did. And I just, I literally just. This is gonna sound so 
interesting. But I literally just looked down at my fingernails. <laughs> Get your nails done? Yeah, I'm definitely getting a manicure and a pedicure. Okay. Because the last thing, one of the last things I did before I went on lockdown was get a manicure, pedicure, and it's definitely been over a pushing a month at this point. And I try to go at least once a month. So, okay, come on, once a month, self care. I yeah, that's see my, you. That's my little hour and some change to myself once a month. I mean, it feels like it feels like you already take longer than that to yourself. <laughs> you don't need no more time. But point, I understand. Point. point. So, yeah, last time we chatted with Miles, we talked about ghosting, and Miles said that it was, he felt it was appropriate to ghost people, and I did not. And just so, so we're clear, my opinion on that has not changed. Oh, I'm pretty sure it has not. <laughs> people be like, it ain't changing over here. I'm the definition of that. Although, I do give people space and opportunity to change, because I change. I just haven't changed on, on that. that topic. Oh, okay. okay. I, was about to, I thought he was going to say he evolved people. I <laughs> no. thought he was going to tell us that there was some growth. Mm-mm. I guess not. Not in that, not in that aspect, no. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, what I wanted to talk about when outside open is summer fashions. So, actually, this podcast is going to be the most structured podcast I ever did because there is um, like topics that I wrote down on this paper. So, um so summer fashions so when outside open you said august so if we you said <laughs> august i don't agree with august i agree with may so you's gonna wait six weeks so say so say june is the first time you come out the house like do have mm-hmm. an event right mm-hmm. what you gonna wear on june because have you been seeing those memes where it said the day before outside open and they got the outfit laid out like the first day of school Mine probably gonna be all black. <laughs> to be very what? honest with you, yeah, all black like the old men. I guess I, it's gonna be real simple to the point. Like, oh y'all miss me? Look at me. I'm here now in all black. The people deserve saw, a little razzle dazzle. I'm the razzle dazzle. What you mean? <laughs> you know what? I hear that. I am the prize. Okay, razzle dazzle. All right, and and the cheese. Oh, okay. And what else on top of that? Little ranch. Ooh. Little hot sauce. Little jalapeno peppers. We already know you're not from Brooklyn. You just said ranch. Ugh. I love ranch. Well, I'm from Louisiana and we love ranch. Ugh. And blue cheese. You only gotta love blue cheese. You can't love ranch and blue cheese. I can like both. I like blue cheese on my wings. Blue cheese or die. But um so yeah, so you're gonna be wearing all black. So okay. Is there anything you're looking forward to as far as summer fashions? I feel like we're going to, I mean, take away Corona. I feel like every summer we see um, a more progressive front when it comes to guys dressing. Because, you know, a couple of summers ago we had the romp him, which just recently they just disbanded or their business just stopped. Really? Yeah, I just saw something like they're not selling romp hymns no more because romp him was like an actual business with like an actual. Yes, business. I remember. And I don't think they're doing that anymore. Oh. I know, right? <sighs> I don't know. I, I like to I like to see color on other people. Um, if I can, I'll try to work some neon uh, yellow slash green into my wardrobe. I like that, but not like. Come on! Not like hardcore, maybe like some shoes or a belt or maybe a shirt, but not like the whole outfit. 
because you know summer in Atlanta is usually about the least amount of clothes you can wear. <laughs> um, so I'm just interested to see what'll happen. I'm interested to see how people can like push the borders even more because I'm sure there are people that can't wait to put on their crop tops. I am not one of those people, um, but it'll be nice to see. Like I said, I'm being I'm gonna be in the back of the club in my black, looking like a security guard. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I want colors and fat and 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 and, and prints and patterns. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna change the background on my Apple Watch, and it's gonna be fully really colorful. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> that's the most color we gonna get out of you. That's, that's I'm joking. I'm being so dramatic. I might give you all a little color, but I'm definitely gonna probably have some black jeans on. For me, I feel like black looks great. Okay, all right. So, in my summer fashions, I'm always looking for, like, this is my own personal style. I'm always looking for, um, I am a lover of the short shorts. That is my thing. Um, if you were to ask me what I feel like my greatest asset is, it's my legs. I try to wear shorts that complement my legs at all times. I am a shorts wearer. We're not all of you. Are you, is there a six in front of your height or no? Yes. I thought so. Cause it's funny, I'm taller than you and I actually don't like my legs at all for the most part. So I actually don't try to show them off. <laughs> really? Mm -mm. So what would you say your best asset is? Like when you look in the mirror, what do you be like? Damn, miles look fine today. What is what does that look like for you? It's not registering now because I haven't shaved my head or got a beard lined up in weeks. So and my I haven't got my eyebrows waxed either, um, which is another self care thing I do. So it doesn't look like that now. But my face. <laughs> okay. I'd be like, oh, you look cute. That's perfectly fine. So you take care of that. I've been trying to, but I have definitely been on some different levels of self-care during this quarantine and they have not included face mask or anything like that listen i feel like this is the thing i i think one thing i've accepted during this level of quarantine is that you are allowed rest you are allowed to process this <clears throat> journey however it works for you mm -hmm. um i i think uh, zach posted something today that really reminded me that zach miko yeah, Zach Miko posted. Zach. Zach is such a cool person. He is. And that message today was even doper. It was like... I listen. did see him ho uh, holding up a piece of paper. I unfortunately scrolled because that's what you tend to do on Instagram. But I did see it. And I'm sure it's great because Zach it does really good content. Oh, I read it. <laughs> I feel bad now. But I, did, I, I mean, at least I, half, half the battle was knowing what you're talking about. I, I saw it. But okay. I scrolled because it was like, you know, Instagram, like when the first thing pops up, you just automatically scroll. That's kind of what it was. I opened the app and it was the first thing I saw. And I just got to scrolling because scrolling is like in brain and me when you first open the app. So that just may be me. Well, maybe. I definitely don't do that. I'm also um, just, I'm ready for the restaurants to open. Can I add that to my things I'm going to do when they yes, open? I'm going to go eat. Yeah, I'm going to test some food up. Listen, I feel like it's going to be the hardest thing of my life is going to be when they open because 
during this time, I, I, I have done a reverse <laughs> of what most people have experienced. I have not gained any weight during this process. I've actually lost 20 pounds since we've been Have you been, you've been putting yourself on the, on the scale? Uh, yeah. Absolutely cannot relate. <laughs> I wish I would get on the scale, especially during this time. <laughs> oh. I mean, I know the scale is a really like touchy subject, but I have one. Um, I've always had one, um, but I've had, I've had the same one for a couple of years now. But it doesn't have batteries in it anymore, or if they do have batteries in it, the batteries don't work. So, oh, they're going dead. They, I, when I step on it, nothing happens. Nothing happens, so I'm sure it's the batteries. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's already dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I have. I mean, I'm on a different journey of my life, which is what I talked about today in my Insta stories. I wanted to, I wanted to know from the community, like, what's... Like, this is actually a perfect question to ask you and the audience. Like, how does one... How do, how do I, as a brand owner who is promoting body positivity, how do I talk about my own personal journey of weight loss without, without coming across as though I'm, because I understand the hurt and the history of our community. And like, I would never want to like cause any more further harm than what mainstream media has already done. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, and I know a good way to answer that. You know who Monique is, right? The mm -hmm. Academy Award actress, uh -huh. the Parkers. I asked her a question on Instagram a couple of weeks back that actually people, like her fans, her diehard fans, still are in my notifications about because of how I asked it and how she answered it. But I basically, I don't want to, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the interaction in front of me, but she posted a really, really old throwback uh, clip of her doing stand-up, and she... Um, I think she was talking about skinny women in the in the stand-up clip. And it just okay. dawned on me. I was like, Monique almost Monique posts a video or a picture or something alluding to her working out or eating healthier almost every day on Instagram if you follow her. She yes. was start like, hey my loves, or hey my muffins, mm -hmm. or hey my baby. And she cooking up some asparagus and purple cabbage and doing some crunches with her or some dances with her trainer, which I think is lovely. And I asked her, like, does she ever look back on her stance about how she treated smaller women back when she was much bigger herself, and does she look back at does she look back on it as somewhat uh, contradictory, or does she look at it as just personal growth? And I wasn't trying to be shady when I said that she look at it as contradictory, because sometimes it's perfectly human to be able to like look back on your past experiences and see where you come now and be like, um, I guess I can I'm kind of contradicting what I did back then, but that's that's not saying that it's a bad thing. It's just a thing thing. It's just you know you've grown as a person. And she was like, what she said, perfect. she said it very well. She was just like, I put my focus on being a healthier me and the weight just fell off. I wasn't just getting smaller for the sake of being smaller. I was getting my life healthier for the sake of wanting to be here longer and to have a better lifestyle in the long run. And the weight just naturally came off when I decided to make better choices. So she doesn't look at it as a bad thing that her whole entire, like, cause I mean, if we're being a hundred, her whole entire brand for most of her career. For most of her career was she, was, was... she was like, she was the big woman. Mm -hmm. She was proud of it. She told other uh, big women that they were sexy and she made other people feel like they were completely fine for having uh, some extra hips and thighs and all of that, all of that fun stuff, which, you know, I'm obviously in alignment with, 
but she doesn't think anything's wrong with those same people that have a little extra junk in their trunk wanting to be healthier and one of the pros of being healthier and making better food choices and lifestyle choices is that weight is definitely come off so she was like it just was going to happen regardless because i decided to be healthier and i think if your followers ever ask you that you can kind of follow in that same vein it's and not same. it's not that you're sitting there calculating okay how much i have how much do i have to do and not eat to lose 50 pounds i don't think that was monique's goal either i think it was just that she wanted she knew she could have been doing better she knew she could have been putting better things in her body and getting better results and she could have been being more active so because hopefully all of those things transpire to a better quality and longevity of life so i think that's what she was trying to say that's a really good way to sum that up okay because mm-hmm. honestly I like I was a little long-winded <laughs> no 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 i mean you were but it's fine i mean wow. <laughs> it's fine but the explanation was perfect because it's it's how i'm like that's the space i'm in in my life like i i really um you know got some really bad news like right in the middle of corona about like how i needed to change my life and so Mm -hmm. i kind of didn't have time to like process like how was this new journey of my life gonna affect my community? But then I think um, this week I started thinking about it like, like as a result of what I'm doing, I I have lost 20 pounds in Mm -hmm. the month we've been in the house and I have to continue this journey, which means I'm going to lose more weight, Mm -hmm. which means depending on where I end up in my journey. You're not going to be slim, Kurt. No, no, no. I know that. I I've, I've, I've don't think I haven't been slim since maybe not as, not as a, grade. Definitely not as a dig, but I tell myself the same thing. I'm like, if I really put pedal to the metal and like was making the right food choices and in the gym four or five times a week, would I really become that much smaller of a person? Not necessarily. Like me being a bigger guy is kind of just set up in my genes. And I think the same is true of you. We might be a little more toned and we might feel more amazing inside, but I don't think that like the average person walking past us in Kroger, and you can tell me if I'm assuming for you, but I don't think that if I lost 60 pounds by the end of this, this whole um, quarantine ordeal, I would still walk past somebody in Kroger that didn't know me before and think I'm a big guy. You know what I mean? Yes, I get you. No, no, no. I definitely agree with that statement. I, I don't disagree there. But that's not really what I was thinking. I was thinking more so like, like, you know, I've noticed, um, I've noticed things. Um, and for example, like our, we have a mutual friend, Francis. Yeah, I love Francis. And I do too. And one thing um, at the beginning of his journey that he was telling me was that people, and I've seen it with my own two eyes actually, people would make comments about him being smaller plus. And the idea that if you're a smaller plus size person, then it's like, you don't really understand the struggle. You're not really a part of us. That's so and annoying. I, and I think that's kind of where I was falling into place. Like, you know, I, depending on where this journey ends up for me, there might be, there's going to be a bunch of retailers 
that are now going to be open to me to shop at, right? And then, which means that I have to make conscious decisions. And, and one thing I thought about was Zach's podcast, where he said that um, um, one of the guests he had on stated that she does not shop at any store that does not sell plus size clothes, even though she's a smaller plus size woman and she can fit into anything in straight sizes, mm-hmm. but she does not shop at a store that doesn't have plus size, which I've always made that that very clear. Um, it's why I never shopped at H&M or Topshop or Top Man or, or Zara. I've never shopped at any of those places because I don't think it's right to promote something just because I can fit it, but knowing that 85% of my audience cannot fit any of this stuff. And just because I can, because even now I'm on the smaller side of plus, like I wear 38, I'm in a two X, like I can go into almost any store and find something to wear. But like, if I find it to wear, can I promote it? And the answer is no. So like, I don't do it now, but what happens when I get, like when my body changes to the point where I'm going to need a whole new wardrobe? Like, I don't know. So those are the things that I was thinking about. You have like valid thoughts, but I would urge you to not think that far ahead and just focus, like I said earlier, on like just the being healthy part and try to try not to think about numbers and like actual sizes because that's usually what gets people hung up and then to your second point about it not being available i think you have to have a healthy balance because why would you sell yourself short if your journey takes you to being able to fit into some things like a 2x at h at h&m or czar which we really know is not a true 2x it ain't at all so if you fit if you fit that i don't think anything I, i personally and i would hope any of your followers that have any sense like I think I have wouldn't judge you for buying something or like showing off something that you personally like you know well okay so to your point I I I don't think so much of thinking I, I don't think it's so much of thinking of the numbers per se of like body weight but what I was most concerned with is that I'm most concerned with the fact that I'm building a brand where I'm telling big men to be proud of who they are, how they are. And then I go. You're going to be too small to do that? No, I don't feel I'm not. So boom, so boom. If you don't feel like you're too small to do that, then keep doing you. Got it. Okay. All if right. You, and you're, you just said you don't feel like you're ever going to be a small guy and you don't feel like, or you feel like you're going to be taking away anything from your brand if you, if your body shape changes, which not to be sarcastic was going to change with you keeping on your brand anyway. Like nobody, unless they are meticulous about maintaining, even still your body develops and changes. So let's say you gained more weight God forbid, I'm not saying that it's a, it's a problem, but may, let's say you gained more weight instead of lost more weight. Would you be worried about your followers being like, oh, he can't relate because he's too big? Yes. 
but either way, either way, you can't please everybody. So you need to do, at the end of the day, if you feel like there are reasons for you to get on a health journey that may reduce your size, then you need to do that so you can sleep well at night and your brand can still thrive. Because I do think it's going to thrive if you drop down to a 36 waist and just an extra large shirt. You still are going to have all of the experiences, the memories, the 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 actual gist of what it is to be a actual extra large man or a big and tall man, that's not going to go away if you lose weight. So why why wouldn't you be able to tell other people that are in your predicament or were were in your predicament how to move and how to operate? Mm, That's a point. Because that's like, that's like, like people that are listening to me and know me, they know I love tennis. If Serena Williams retired tomorrow, God forbid, because I'm not ready for that. If she retired tomorrow and she didn't, actually become a coach until 10 years after she retired do you think somebody's gonna look at her and be like well she hasn't been around tennis in 10 years so let me not take her her credit or her her um input on my game or my skills they'd be kind of crazy <laughs> very very valid point okay because yeah, she, she knows what she's talking about mm-hmm. she might she it might not be as modern okay she still know what she's talking about I get you. All right. That well, that answered all the questions I had around that. So we can wrap that up, put it in a pretty bowl, in a box, and ready to be shipped. That was really good. Wow. Look at you. You know, I really try to live my life on analogies, and for whatever reason, Serena Williams ends up being in some of them. (laughs) I feel like she's going to end up being in a lot of them. But um, so that answers that question. So I want to get back to. Um, what we going to do when outside open? Because part of the reason why we talked about that was that I know that um, part of my journey requires me to reduce, um, drastically reduce my salt and my sugar and my calorie intake because my... That sounds like no more margaritas, friend. No more margaritas for you. Oh, <laughs> listen, you just drink it straight. I'm telling I learned that a long time ago. Listen... If you want to cut the calories, but you still want to drink, just cut the, cut the sugars and the salt out of your margarita and just drink the tequila straight. I'm not personally there yet. So. Oh, you can't, not, can't do it straight? I mean, because I don't personally think liquor tastes that good straight. In order for me to... Well, like, it is an acquired taste. And I have not acquired Acquired the taste. <laughs> ah, okay. I got you. Well, on that note then I guess you got to keep with the margaritas with the sugar or the salt around the rim. But so one of the reasons that led me to that, because, you know, we talked about restaurants and that's going to definitely be like a, 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 what do you call that? Like a incentive? No, no, like a test. What do you mean? To not go crazy in a restaurant when you get there? Yes. Cause you know, when outside open, I'm gonna want like <laughs> I'm gonna want a ten piece lemon pepper wigs. With you can extra. still get that. Can still I can, that. but I haven't been doing it because I've been mm-hmm. disciplining myself. Well, technically, you're really not supposed to get that right now if you really don't have to. So that's why they really are. That's why some businesses are scared because they know people are actually staying at home and cooking more than they ever have. So yikes! But if you want to get lemon pepper wet, um, extra crispy with with blue. I'm cheese. pretty sure American Deli is open. Okay. I actually just saw them on Uber Eats. It wasn't the one closest to me, but you know Uber Eats is doing that, that like $15 uh, 
if you if you spend fifteen dollars, you get zero dollar delivery or whatever for this um, difficult time, as they say. Oh, okay. Um, I yeah, in America, See, America. There you go. There you go. Now, 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 I'm a, now I'm gonna want to go get the app. I'm not gonna blame you. Who would no. want? I mean, if if we really are in our last days, why would I not want lemon pepper wings? <laughs> oh my God, we're not in our last days. <laughs> to be honest with you, friend. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> we're not going down this dark road. <laughs> no. Outside gonna open again, and we gonna be all right. I'm gonna stay with the positive. I'm trying my best. Thank you, sir. So, sticking with the positive. <laughs> y'all can only see my face. <laughs> I'm glad y'all cannot see his face. So, um, so one of the things I wanted to know was, what new skills are you working on? Or have you been working on new skills? Maybe I should say that. And it doesn't have to be a skill that you're going to monetize, but have you been working on any new skills, whether it be, like, how to take care of yourself better or, like, how to better handle your emotions or like how to handle an argument or whatever skill. It doesn't have to be a skill that you're going to use to monetize, but like, have you been working on any new skills? And if so, what are they? I, for one, like one tangible skill that I've been in the kitchen more than I probably ever have been since I've Ooh, been. So you learned how to whip in the kitchen? Yes. There's a, there's a couple YouTube videos that I watch that kind of oh. get me inspired. So there's still oh, top kisses. She's on YouTube and Instagram. She's like a real Southern belle. She's hilarious. Um, and she cooks, like, she showed you tutorials, not on, like, some little frilly food, like, some food that I'll be proud to eat and my mama would be proud to make because it's that Southern. She's from Alabama. So she got us, she got us making good uh, fish fries, uh, uh, seafood boil plates. She just, I was just watching a video where she showed us how to make, um, like chicken and, and dressing and just good stuff, stuff that's gonna stick to your ribs. So I've been trying my best like baby steps to get into that. Um, so what? So what's one dish you've cooked since we've been on quarantine that you were proud of? None. Oh. <laughs> I've cooked them, but I don't mean I'm proud of them because I'm, I, I feel like cooking is low key like riding a, no, that's a bad analogy. Cooking is like a skill, like if you don't do it, you lose it. And I have not done it for a long time. And at one point, my parents used to just give me a task, like, oh, go make the chili for the hot dogs for a cookout or something like that. And it would just be something they gave to me and I have to watch me because it always came out good. But now they'd have to watch me because I really just don't be in the kitchen like that, which is my own fault. So I'm trying to get, because all it takes is literally getting up and doing it. And there is something a tad bit therapeutic, even though I haven't been proud of the dishes, I've been proud of the effort that so, you put in to make the dish. Yeah, and part of like cooking is such a a journey to the the final dish because you have to go get the produce at at the grocery store and make sure you're getting the right products and follow the instructions. And when you get back home, you got to make sure you've used those right ingredients to try to make it uh, what it looks like in the picture, or at least. Oh. Get um, and those things can only be perfected through trial and error. So that's a journey all in itself. I'm right proud. I'm proud of the errors <laughs> because at least one day it's gonna be a it's gonna be a positive out of one of those trial and errors. Okay. Um, other thing I've been doing. So I have been trying to trust my instincts more. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If y'all could see me right now in my chair. 
So I feel like I've been talking to one of my good friends. He lives out in LA and he loves tennis just as much as I do. And like, I'm using this as an example, but I'm trying to go to, I'm going to try to have this trickle down in all things in my life. I'm not at like a super old age. I'm only 26. But with that being said, in regards to something I love like tennis, I've literally been watching tennis for over a decade at this point. So I feel like it would be well within my power or reach to create a tennis blog or tennis podcast to be more specific and not feeling like not having the feeling of are people going to like it be like the most overwhelming thought but just using my instincts that i know what i'm talking about to lead me and that even if it doesn't look beautiful or it doesn't look like my dreams the first day or first week knowing that it's kind of like a train you got to keep pushing it to, for oh. it to get where you want it to get you know uh-huh. I don't think like the greatest people in the world didn't go from maybe unless you're like Donald Trump because maybe he was born into money. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know his story, nor do I care to know. Um, but most people had to start somewhere in their dream, like Viola Davis, like great actors. They didn't start off with their first gig being their best gig, their best gig, or the one that got them the most money. So, you know, you kind of you got to like put in. One of my friends used the word scut work. So like when doctors and stuff, like the ones, I'm a huge Grey's Anatomy fan. And if you watch Grey's Anatomy from the beginning, they literally show the journey between the med students like first year as interns. And now 15 seasons in, they're basically running the hospital with those same, with some of the same people. A lot of people have died, but <laughs> um, you have to, they wouldn't have gotten to the point of like chief of their, chief of surgery at their hospital had they not done the scuttle work and the, mm-hmm. the nobody wanted to touch because that's just kind of what you have to do. You kind of got, you kind of have to get your hands dirty and go through some rough moments to get to the glory in some ways. And I'm trying to trust my instincts to know that if I have a thought about something, if I have a really in-depth idea about something to trust it and to go with it, even if it doesn't look pretty immediately, because that's not always, that's not how always things are going to be. So. Every time you talk, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not responsible for like how intelligent you are, but I just feel proud to know you. Like, <laughs> these are the type of people that I asked God for in my life. Like, people that are that are continuously growing and introspective, and that is a lot of introspective work for you to decide that I'm gonna trust my instincts enough to be like, even if I feel like a fraud, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna record this. Well, podcast. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like a fraud. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. But I'm saying like, if you feel like one or that's not the word they use. No, if I feel, if I feel like an idiot that day, knowing yeah. that, yeah, it's, it's going to work out. Like yeah. if, I, if I fall flat on my face, it's just because it was one of those days or yep. it was just, it's just, like, it's just part of the climb. You have to get to where you want to get. So. And I'm proud. I say, go for it. First of all, I've never heard a tennis podcast, number one. Number two, I've See, never heard I've struggle. never heard of a tennis podcast. That's, so That's the struggle that, in my mind, that I feel like I'm going to have to immediately deal with. So I guess it'll be the first hurdle, because if I'm keeping it 100, like, even though we have megastars like Serena and Venus Williams, tennis in America, one, and then secondly, in Black America, two, is still not the most talked about sport. Some people don't even know how the sport, like how you score in the sport. They just know that Serena and Venus are a thing. Um, not knowing that there are so many 
like a lot, more than 10 plus people that have African-American roots or are just, you know, completely, um, if not mixed with African-American or completely African-American that are really doing well in the sport. And I feel like with the way I can potentially deliver it, hopefully I can bring more people. You can bring to us the, in. Yeah, I can bring more people to the sport and the sport to people. Because I feel like, for one, the sport is entertainment. Um, it's, all, it's really fun to watch. Two, it's one of those lifelong sports that if you pick it up at six, seven, and you may, you're not, you may put the record down for a couple of years, you can definitely pick it back up in a couple, unless there's some kind of drastic change to the way the sport is played, which I don't see. Um, it's a very traditionally, like the way it's been, this way it's going to be kind of sport. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess feel, I still feel like there's work to be done. And if I'm being honest, my faves, Serena and Venus, are pushing 40, they're not going to be doing this for much longer, like actively in the sport playing. So I feel like when they do, there needs to be a presence of people going even 10 times harder to keep up with what they started, you know? Mm -hmm, I do know. So here's what I just thought of. What's that? So I got your first three episodes already mapped out. From our podcast? Yes. So the first one should be... Wait, wait, pause. Before you tell me, I want you to bookmark it. I also don't want my podcast to just be about tennis because I'm not just about tennis. And I've been, like, throwing out... I've been throwing out, like, possible names so that it's, like, a play on words or, like, a, a, a phrase to where you know that I'm talking about tennis. And I also want to be talking about, like current events in media and pop culture and stuff that I also find interesting, kind of like Wendy Williams. <laughs> I want to be the Wendy Williams of sports. Okay. Or the so, Wendell, the Wendell Williams. Of the sports. Wendell Williams. <laughs> so then you could come up with a creative name for, oh, I got it. I got one in the bag for tennis corner for tennis corner. Yeah. So what is, um, what is, what's her name? Serena. No, Wendy. Oh, Wendy Williams. Oh. Yeah. What? Um. What's the name of her segment? When she asks people questions. No, before that, when she's talking about the gossip. It's so funny that I know the way the entire the entire show is run. So the first twenty twenty five minutes is hot topics. So that's when she's just sitting in her purple chair, talking about everybody else's mess, <laughs> like just talking about talking about oh. stuff that came up on U.S. Weekly, People, stuff like that. You know. So you can come up with your own version, own creative name of Hot Topics, basically. Mm -hmm. And then your other segment could be about, like, whatever current events that you want. So Mm -hmm. you can marry the two. Um, That's that's definitely what I'm thinking about, for sure. The thing is, once people love you, they'll love anything you love. Mm Hmm. That is a solid point. Because... Uh, can, it, I find, can I find a significant other like that? Jesus. <laughs> you can. Uh, but you, you can't move. <laughs> you gotta stay here. <laughs> oh, but yes, we already know. That's a whole other thing for another day. Mm-hmm. So, um, so great. So those were, those are the new skills you've learned, which I'm very proud of you for doing all of the introspective work. Um, I appreciate that. 
so actually that was a two-part question that you actually ended up answering the second part which was what did you learn so great um so i my new skill that i've learned um that i've picked up is um i am once the quarantine is over i am going to purchase a uh another camera um but this camera is going to allow me to create 3d models of homes yes so i'm gonna i'm gonna become a house photographer oh um, so this goes back to our conversation on google maps you'll be the person that they put on there <laughs> i guess yes <laughs> those those virtual 3d things that allow you to see all the way down the street on mm -hmm. Google map that, that's the camera i'm buying oh okay yes but it's going to create the same effect but for a house so basically what i want to do um is basically i i mean it the business isn't recession proof but i feel like if i make enough money in it then i can ride out the recession i mean don't think what what business is recession proof food besides healthcare healthcare food um, what you mean by food like the food service industry no actual food like if you like make a produce product well, that's not necessarily recession like we've seen that now people are buying certain um, foods the way that they were to what you mean the scrimp the steak the certain, lobster certain the, food uh, when you go to the grocery store there is no meat no seafood left no rice no macaroni and cheese none of your basics no potatoes you know I went, to, I went to kroger today and i just walked out with wine because i couldn't do anything else <laughs> why because i was just, i just couldn't do it the, the the grocery store not to bring things back to a very somber mood but the grocery store had a very eerie feeling in, in it like for the first time I agree. The first time I felt like people, like everybody was wearing a mask. They had like little tiles where they wanted you to stand to be six feet away. They had signs everywhere. There was literally no one interacting. People barely wanted to look at you. So all you heard was like people grabbing groceries, bagging the groceries, like the little sound, the scanner. Mm -hmm. And that was it. That was pretty much it. There was you no know what? murmur. You are so correct in your thought process. And not only are you so correct, but you just provided the context for the sound of what I've been feeling. When I went to the grocery store um, Monday, I went to the grocery store Monday. Shit, I've got to ask myself what day it is. That might have been Sunday. I don't, I don't. At yeah, I really, I really had no idea what I did last week. And last week was only a couple of days ago. I was like, whoo. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, every day been the same, basically. <laughs> I mean, I wake up at four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon, and I get to working on this computer, creating new content for the site, recording podcasts, editing videos, building websites, go to sleep, find some time to eat healthy food in between that, drink a lot of water, go to sleep, take a shower, take a shit, do it all over again. <laughs> I'm mad you were so descriptive. <laughs> I mean, that's what the day, every day. Now, is the like. waking up at waking up, the waking up part at five o'clock. I did that a couple days in a row, and I felt super unhealthy. Because, like, although it's nice sometimes to just be up when everybody else is sleeping, or when like the most of the world, like I guess the world you live around is sleeping, it's like a calming effect. It's also kind of it gets real 
old real quick. So I don't know how most people even work overnight because it feels like everybody's sleeping and you aren't. Well, and then it's just quiet. And it's like nice to see the sun come up, but not every night. <laughs> see, those are things I like. The only thing I don't like is that because when you wake up at five o'clock, now we're in quarantine, so everything closes at eight or nine. So, so like, you really got to get up out of your bed quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So like the days <laughs> I had to go get my medication, I was like six o'clock and public closed at eight. And then, so I went to, oh my God, that was a story, child. I went to Publix and I saw Publix was closing at eight and it was like 6.30. I woke up, I ran, put on some clothes, went to the pharmacy, got there, it was closed. I said, what the fuck? You closed at eight. But the pharmacies usually have different hours in the actual store. Oh, certainly do. And they close two hours before the store. You know that, friend? No. <laughs> I, I mean, I've never had to get medication. That's fair. That's very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so like that, that in itself was a thing for me to learn. Um, so I, I definitely know where you're going with that. So that's my only take back on waking up so late is that things, because, because we don't live in New York where shit is open 24 seven, when you wake up, you're ready to go to sleep. I don't know. I really miss New York. I don't right now. Well, oh yeah, they're going through a lot. They're getting they getting hit real hard. Very um, hard. But I get no, I get what you mean because I was literally waking up at like five and six p.m. a couple times last week, probably before that, and I was like, we gotta we gotta fix this. So I just I drank some coffee and kind of roughed it out and just worked on some actual work because I am working from home. Um, and today was one of the first days where I felt like a normal. Like he's productive. Like, cause I woke up, I woke up at like six, almost seven a.m. Oh, like, yeah, I know. I was proud of myself because I'm I, like, I took an extra Tylenol p.m. so I could try to correct my sleeping schedule at actual sleeping time. Like, I try to be in the bed between eleven and twelve, and at least knocked out by one o'clock a.m. So when I woke up, um, around six thirty ish, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna just stay up like this is a normal day, and I haven't gone to sleep yet. So I think we, we got it. We got Together. it straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to see. Yeah, we, we will. We're we'll going to see. <laughs> so, so that's the skill that I've learned. And, and so I've been learning on how to operate the machine and, um, and how to start marketing that part of my, cause it's going to be a new part of my business. But, um, as you may, as you or ever, anyone else may or may not know, but like, uh, this year, I decided that I was going to focus on my original mission of the, the blog of Excel Tribe. Um, we are going to be four years old this year. And so I wanted to get back to the roots of why I started this thing. And the reason that I started Excel Tribe was to provide a place that Excel men can find resources for clothing it was uh, clothing and mental health. And I want to get back to that. Um, Both of those? Yes. Um, I'm with it. And so one way that I decided that was going to be... So this year, I was really grappling with the idea of raising... Well, not this year, last year. Um, I went back and forth for about two months about raising my prices because I feel like... I am way undercharging for my services and it's probably the reason that I was 
very not wealthy last year because I was undercharging for my services. So I decided this year that we're not going to repeat last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to myself that this this year, well, I, you know, I didn't plan for the Rona, but I definitely plan to make this like one of my best years in business. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to raise my prices to support that. But then when I thought about raising my prices, I kept thinking to myself, OMG, like, how am I going to grapple with this idea of charging more money for my services? It's hard. the same way Chick-fil-A do it in Popeye's <laughs> and everybody goes up on their prices over time. I don't know how they do the it. The same way, the same way these uh, apartment complexes go up on their rent every month. The same way. Ooh. Just point, point out a couple things that you got new. Point out some new, um, what do you, what do you call the things? Point out some new amenities in your life and they don't have to be actually tangible. Point out some of the new amenities that you got to either pay for or whatever, with all, all of that stuff combined, and that should give you a solid price increase. Huh. <laughs> well, you're a product, you're a service. All products and services fluctuate price sometimes. That's just what it is. Think about it from that perspective, and you won't have any problem at all. <laughs> 